0: This is the Chiefs' official podcast network.
1: Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play.
0: The playmakers all three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Welcome to week four of the NFL season and this edition of Defending the Kingdom. And yes, the Chiefs are the only team in the National Football League that will face an unbeaten team in the first four weeks of the year. The 0-0 Jaguars, the 1-0 Raiders, the 2-0 Ravens, and now the 2-0-1 Detroit Lions. Mitch is with you along with 10-year NFL veteran Sean Barber, also known as Barber Shop or The Shop. And a reminder, the Defending the Kingdom podcast is brought to you by the limited edition 360 vodka Chiefs commemorative bottle. Now available in stores, 360 vodka is Kansas City's hometown vodka, and the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. Your game day cocktails, a lot of you found out last week, perfect with 360, 360 vodka. All right, here we go. Uh, the Detroit Lions at 201, and the Chiefs at 3-0. Once again, one of the biggest games in the league of the day. And uh, we're going to start with uh, this Detroit defense. And to me, it's a little bit of a revisit of the AFC championship game. Okay, Matt Patricia, who was with Bill Belichick for 14 years, wasn't coaching in that game, but he's coached against the Chiefs enough And I'm seeing a lot of Patriot stuff in this Detroit (laughs) defense. What do you see, Barbershop?
1: It it first starts with the philosophy, uh, and that starts with the head man. Man, Patricia, uh, he's going to bring that um, defensive philosophy. Let me take away your, your, your most effective weapon and then make you find a different way to beat him. Um, and then from a personnel standpoint, uh, we're not going to be able to speak enough about Trey Flowers. Uh, seeing what you know, he had a slow start to the season, but this past game really came on strong, uh, and has been putting in a uh, uh, some some really uh, nice pass rush rush moves on tackles. <laughs> um, so he yeah he gets, he gets me a little nervous. Trey Flowers is, is is a guy who gets me a little bit nervous about this Detroit defense. It um, definitely very good at creating turnovers. Uh, they're ball hawks. Um, and I think Patricia has brought that, that, that mentality from, um, from New England, um, thinking turnover, thinking uh, strip the ball out, especially late in the down um, with ball carriers and receivers. You, just, you always have to be worried about protecting that ball, protecting the possession. has to be equally as important as making the catch, um, striving to get first downs, getting positive yardage. But you always have to have on your mind, protect the football.
0: Shop, the cliche in the National Football League, or football at any level, is playing to the whistle. Uh, And that is interesting when I study the Detroit Lions. They've won the last two games, to me, uh, two seminal plays here. The Chargers are going in to take the lead against them in the dome, and the ball gets poked out at the very end of the play for a fumble recovery inside the five. Another one, the Eagles were driving. It looked like they were going to try to take control of the game. At the very end of the play, the last one-eighth of the play, if we look at it, if it's eight inches long, it's seven-eighths into this play, the ball gets poked out. Now, for the Chiefs, the most explosive offense in the National Football League, we've seen all the runners emerge here. We saw Darrell Williams emerge last week in the role, uh, along with LaShawn McCoy. But playing to the whistle, if you're a receiver and you've got a 25-yard gain, let's talk about the mentality and just the physical awareness of playing to the whistle all the way through because the Lions will poke it out at the last second.
1: Yeah, I, as a defender, I always thought it's two, t- it's two different points of a, of a offensive guys where I think he's accept- susceptible to a, a fumble. Um, immediately once he gets the ball and tries to tuck it away, until he gets the ball tucked, um, I have an opportunity to just punch it out, strip it out, uh, poke it out or something. But also with ball carriers, they, they have been taught to – you know, fight for yardage to uh, try to try to get to the first down. Um, stress ball security. They, they 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 flex their muscles to to keep that ball nice and tight and high. But as as you get a ball carrier wrapped up and now you have control over them and it's time to take them down to the ground. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends—they all start to worry about how they're going to hit the ground. And now, for a split second, they aren't worried about ball security. So once you're starting to pick that guy up and drive him to the ground, that's a perfect opportunity for any defensive player to try to get one last shot in on that ball before they hit the ground. And you see a lot of footballs come out, come loose, right before a guy hits the ground because for a split second subconsciously, you're more concerned about hitting the ground than you are securing the football. And we have to fight that. Human nature says to do that, you have to fight it. You have to stress to um, the running backs, to all, all, everybody who's holding that ball, to play not only to the whistle but through the whistle.
0: Yeah, it's a natural human reaction. You, you're going to fall to the ground. You, your, your arms go out to try to break the fall. But the other thing is, too, and I'm going to give Matt Patricia credit here. He's trying to change culture. Yeah. These guys have not won their division since 93. They haven't won a playoff game since 91. But you know what it kind of reminds me of is when Andy Reid came here in 2013. He immediately started to change the Chiefs' kingdom culture. We now see the byproduct of it, back-to-back-to-back division titles and you know the NFL's best offense. We can talk about all that. I see Matt Patricia trying to form that with his own flair. This mm-hmm. isn't, you know, he's trying to be a Belichick disciple who's successful. Those haven't been prevalent in the NFL. But when I watch them on tape, I'm seeing a different mindset from the Lions, and it seems to me like a little bit of like the Chiefs went through and the culture change.
1: It's definitely a tough-nosed defense. I mean, you know, he's going to bring that defensive mentality over there being tough, a hard-nosed, you know, wanting to press you, uh, rerouting receivers at the line of scrimmage. Uh, linebackers coming downhill, forcing um, Mitch, uh, you know, uh, advantages for their defensive line. Uh, when you talk about the guys they got inside, uh, you know, Alshon Robinson has one, been one of the top uh, defensive tackles in the league coming out of Alabama. Um, he's just a force to be reckoned with. And then one Damian Snacks Harrison. <laughs> William, <laughs> Damon Penn Snacks. College. William Penn Snacks, William Penn. Anybody who knows about the career of Snacks, wherever he has gone, mm. their rush defense has gone up a couple clicks. He's a one-man wrecking crew with anybody's run game, and that uh, it just frees up everybody else to play pass. Um, he demands a double team. He gets penetration in the a gaps almost quicker than anybody you can imagine coming from that defensive tackle position, um, and it allows everybody else just to play pass first and get after your quarterback. And so that's that's that. Those things are concerning when um, when you when you, when you in, in totality you look at how they match up against our guys. Um, both with, with as good as they are up front, there are some con- injury concerns in the back end for that Detroit Lion team.
0: So our first quarter, play to the whistle, I'll end this way with Damon Snacks Harrison. He has wrecked games for the Chiefs before. Four years with the Jets, But it's two years with the Giants. Remember, two years ago, a huge upset. The Giants were all beat up on offense. But defensively, they held the Chiefs to nine points. And Snacks Harrison had his only interception of his career in that game. They list him at 350. You might put a comma in there. He might be (laughs) 3,500. I think I just – I mean, he is a big dude, but he can wreck a game and wreck your run game. The second quarter to me of our podcast, Defending the Kingdom, and by the way, it is brought to you by the incredible people, our hometown entrepreneur folks – uh, the limited edition 360 vodka Chiefs commemorative bottle, now available in stores, Kansas City's hometown vodka, and the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. The second quarter of our podcast here, I'm going to talk about the Chiefs on offense, unselfish play. The running back room and the wide receiver room, in knowing these guys well, what is interesting here, Barbershop, there is nobody clamoring for the ball, nobody's keeping track of stats. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing. They're piling up more stats than any Chiefs team ha- ever has in the first three weeks. And Mahomes is on the verge of making more NFL history this week. But it becomes, it's out of a a, a feeling of unselfishness. They don't care who gets the ball.
1: It's, a, it's addition by subtraction, right? If you subtract yourself from the uh, expectation, if you subtract the selfishness that most Uh, uh, that me mentality most NFL players have about I need the ball. I can win my one-on-one. I can do this. I can do that. And everybody out there is just doing your job at a high level. There's so much faith, confidence, and trust in Andy Reid's scheme, right, to get the job done. If we all do what we got to do, we know this offense will – um, put together some amazing drives. We can drive the ball for 90 yards at any – it doesn't matter how much time is on the clock. doesn't matter the, the, the scenario, the, the, uh, the how much uh, – what quarter of the game it is. Every time this offense goes on the field, they are confident that the plays that are going to be called are going to uh, end up in them having a scoring drive. And we see it week in and week out. We look at the um, the, the, the rate of possessions ending up with points for the Chiefs compared to anyone else in the league. Um, we talk about first down yardage. which is almost thirteen yards a play on first down uh so that um, that is that is unheard of in modern day football.
0: but here's what's crazy shop they're getting stats by not thinking about stats. <laughs> And we think about stats, right, as fans. Hey, who's going to take my fantasy team? Who's it going to be this week? Well, I don't know. It could be any one of a whole bunch of guys. But they don't think that way. It just kind of churns out, and they, they get a, a ton of stats. The other thing I'm going to lead to here, and you played defense in this league for a decade, but what I love when I review the tape on the Chiefs offense are the effort plays that I'm seeing. Oh, definitely. Let me just give you McCole Hardman. Let's take McCole Hardman against the Baltimore Ravens. Tough team, tough game, Right. Hardman makes three plays that just jumped out at me. One, he goes and gets the Sammy Watkins fumble. There's yeah. two Raven guys there. He just goes and gets it. That's something that Greg Lewis has trained him to do. Second, the quick screen. It's blown up. It's a juggle. He's trying to juggle it. Oh, this is going nowhere. Probably minus six. Whoops. He makes it, His coach called it, a punt return <laughs> and made it into a double-digit plus game. Yes. The third was fair catching. That goofy drop kick that Tucker did at the end of the game. He had the presence of mind to fair catch it. Yes, sir. Those are three hustle plays by a rookie. Now, when you get hustle plays, this isn't a pretty boy offense. They're putting up pretty boy numbers, but there's nothing to me that's pretty boy
1: about this offense. No, this offense is grinding. And uh, we go back to those three plays, that first play um, you mentioned. um, When Sammy Watkins fumbles a ball, if you are not expecting there to be a fumble on a play, then you won't get it. And that doesn't matter if you're a defensive guy, offensive guy. As a teammate to a guy that catches the ball, you have to be going toward that person in order to pick up a block, to make a play, to make a, a game-breaking block, to uh, spring him for a touchdown. Because he was already in motion of doing that, he was there to capture that that fumble before the defense can get it. Um, on that on that screen play that that uh, bouncing his hands, he cuts back uh, cross field. Think of the number of Chiefs players that were not supposed to be blocking that end up being involved in that block when he reverse field. number of guys picked up blocks um, to allow him to continue up the field when he swung around the right side of the field to get that first down. And then just the, just the, the amount of time in the special teams room, being a rookie, listening, it, knowing when and when not you can use a fair catch, and then on a moment's notice being able to recall uh, and, and make that fair catch when – I mean, to be honest with you, I had no idea what to do with that. <laughs> when that ball went up in the air, I didn't know if, if, if a fair catch was even possible in that scenario, and I didn't even know you could drop kick it uh, um, and, and, and try to get the ball back. So to know a rookie is able to uh, just rise to the occasion, and we didn't even mention the 83-yard touchdown no, well, that he grabs out the air. Everybody
0: sees that. And but then, at the and end I, of I that play. My, and people go, I won my fantasy league with it. I know. I love it. That was really cool. I got excited on it. But the reality of it is he made reality effort plays, too.
1: And at the end of that play, you see Demarcus Robinson. Yep. Right? Yep. Still grinding to get that last block to make sure that he gets into the touchdown. And it's not just an 80-yard reception. No, it's an 83-yard touchdown because we have a guy working extra hard for that last, uh, that last uh, tackle to, to block, that last block on that Ravens guy to make sure that that guy gets a touchdown. That's, That's- it.
0: I mean, you led to what well, the D-Rob's the other guy. I mean, we see the one-handed grab in the end zone, but I'm seeing stuff he's doing away from the ball, never touching the ball, either drilling guys with downfield blocks or having awareness. It's been impressive to see. Unselfish and toughness. And, folks, this is not a pretty boy offense. They're putting up pretty boy numbers, but they are not pretty boy at Uh, Okay, that's halftime now of our uh, Defending the Kingdom podcast. Grab an orange. you got 12 minutes in an NFL halftime. You have 1.2 seconds in our podcast. 1,001.2. There, boom, done. We go to the third quarter, and it's brought to you by the limited edition 360 Vodka, Chiefs commemorative Bottle, now available in stores. 360 Vodka is Kansas City's hometown vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs, 360 Vodka. Now we're going to flip it to the other side of the ball. And there are times, to me, Shop, when the NFL does assimilate the NBA. And it's because, and I'm leading to just one-on-one plays. You played defense in this league for 10 years. But this Detroit team, to me, is dangerous. Numbers on the field painted there that the fans can see to the boundary Mm -hmm. because these two wide receivers they have in Galladay and Jones, 6'4", 214, a little bigger than that, 6'2", 199, a little bigger than that, It's like trying to out-rebound LeBron sometimes. (laughs) I've got a scheme called, but the safeties are occupied by two or three really good tight ends here. How do I win a one-on-one battle to the outside when it's like the NBA?
1: Man, you know our defense uh, Our defense backs are being taught to reroute guys, be in their face. We don't want any free release by receivers. Uh, But we also got to pay attention that when those receivers are these basketball-type bodies, uh, the Galladay's, the Jones, be able to uh, keep you posted and catch the ball over their shoulder, uh, back shoulder fades, uh, the, the the end zone touchdown grabs like we saw from, from them last week against the Eagles. Um, you have to do a better job of keeping your eyes on the quarterback, playing the ball at this high point. We talk about high point. Every cornerback, every defensive back in the league has done so many drills when it comes to uh, um, I'm looking at the arc of the ball and being able to catch it at its highest arc. We call it high pointing the ball. That's where our defensive backs have to be uh, 100% at – This weekend, um, high-pointing the ball when you talk about uh, Kenny Holiday and Marvin Jones.
0: And see, to me, that's where it assimilates. The NBA is a round ball. This is an oblong ball but still high-pointing the ball. And the Chiefs DBs are capable of doing it. Kendall Fuller can do it. Brashad Breeland can do it. And we've seen Chevarius Ward do it. But they're going to maybe have to do it this week. And then you've got a willing and active participant in Matt Stafford who likes to throw that pass, who's not been sacked in the last two weeks. And that's against the Chargers and Eagles.
1: Yeah, that Georgia boy is still slinging it like a, uh, like he's you know fresh out of college, man. He, he's been able to do it. Uh, at a very high level for a long time and his, his arm has been one of, always one of the strongest arms in the league uh, whether he had Megatron catching it or, or a Tate across the middle um, he was, he's always wanting to um, put the game in his hands and and then let his arm uh, carry the team to victory uh, but the guy we can't you know he has been giving us nightmares for years man this is Jesse James right the tight end yep. used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, man, just had some 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 amazing games against the Chiefs uh, in recent in recent times, um, and they got a rookie T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, that guy, a you know hometown guy out of Iowa, uh, his number one draft pick. They're gonna try to force feed him the ball um, a few times. Um, they they create some 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 matchup proper, uh, problems when it comes to getting Jesse James Hawkinson on the field. Uh, like you said, uh, keeping our safeties and our linebackers uh, committed to uh, putting eyes on them and then uh, forcing our, our DBs to go one-on-one um, and possibly some jump balls with those uh, two tall receivers.
0: This is not the Jesse James that was born in Kearney, Missouri that got shot up in Northfield, Minnesota and robbed a whole bunch of banks. But he has robbed the Chiefs. Five catches, 83 yards against the Chiefs in the playoffs here in the 2016 season. Remember, that was the hold on the two-point conversion. Uh, then, uh as a New England Patriot, five catches, 138 yards, and a touchdown. So James has done his damage. Hawkinson was a stud, eighth pick in the draft. That is the highest a tight end has been drafted in the NFL draft since 2006. So it tells you what the Lions thought of him, and you're going to have to deal with that.
1: Yeah, well, you know them Hawkeyes, man. They've they been, they been good at uh, that tight end position over the last recent years. Um, a lot of Hawkeyes oh Skittles from San Fran is a oh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh,
0: Love they, that dude's game.
1: Noah Fant from Denver. So we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with some some Iowa Hawkeye tight ends for the next a uh, few years. They've been uh, you know tight in you almost.
0: Fourth quarter. We're going to the finals here of our uh, defending the kingdom Detroit Lion edition, if you will. Play to the whistle is the way that we will uh, name this show because this game is going to be about playing to the whistle in all three phases. Carry on Johnson, a good runner, underrated, but this Chiefs defense now. Uh, shop, I'm seeing guys step up, different people, different week. Ogbo was great last week, yeah. staying within the scheme and making explosive plays within the scheme. But I just see it's like Lego land. You got something you're building here. Uh, but at some point, it seems to me really close that this defense is going to put it all together in the same game and be very impressive.
1: Yeah, our defensive line, when you start with them, I mean, you know, Frank Clark is the leader on the up front. We got Chris Jones, the emotional leader. Um, but, they, you know, they go – they're so deep, right? They're seven deep. Um, You know, only four on the field at a time, sometimes three, but they they, they swing guys in and out, keeping them fresh, keeping them excited, uh, being able to create immediate pressure on the ball. You ask anybody in the secondary, the one thing you want uh, from a D lineman is immediate pressure so that the the quarterback can't sit there and uh, pump fake you and uh, the receiver can't run, uh, you know, uh, pumping goes and double moves and things like that. Uh, We have secondary guys that are capable of of mirroring and masking and, and shadowing. Um, um, any kind of receivers, but nobody can cover a guy for over two seconds.
0: And well, I love Anthony Hitchens in the middle. I just love him in there as the catalyst and the communicator in there. That's, I mean, it's a guy after your own heart. Finally, it's dealing with special teams here now. Agnew gets a 100-yard kickoff return. That kind of flips the game. That, that fumble at midfield was one. <laughs> two, a 100-yard return against the Eagles, who are good in special teams, and plus he had a 24-yard punt return earlier splash plays in special teams. Can the Chiefs create them this week and can they prevent them?
1: I think we always talk about the three phases, right? You got defense, you got offense, but special teams is a third of the snaps. Special teams is a third phase and it's just as important. Um, there's nothing worse than be be, be controlling the game offensively defensively and on a kickoff you give up a 100-yard kickoff return, you the momentum swings and now you have to regather yourself and re, regain your momentum. Um, so our coverage unit's got to be awesome this week. Uh, We've got to be 100% in all our field goals and extra points. Um, and I think, you know, Coach Tobe, is he always does a great job of preparing our guys. Um, but I think you can see a little uh, – we might, we might see a couple uh, special things on our special team as far as our return game. Uh, once our defense gets this Lions team off the field and give our return guys a chance to uh, make some big plays.
0: Here you go, folks. Week four. The Chiefs at 3 0 against the 2 0 1 Detroit Lions. It is all about playing to the whistle in all three phases against this Lions team. He's Sean Barber. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. Thanks for joining us. Brought to you by 360 Vodka, the uh, Kansas City's hometown vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs. Roll on and try to get to 4 0. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs' official podcast network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.